Well, it's so funny because they they all love Mr. Walter and they think that he's my dad. Oh. <laughs> and I have just ran with it. I'm like, he is my dad. That's right. I'm younger. Who your than dad? Him. That's right. They're gonna love it. That's so. funny. Well, don't let her underplay it either. She does great in that any of those classrooms she sets foot in but she's also been partnering with the the leadership in becoming um, a pre-k coach for all of the volunteers mm -hmm. and then she has been partnering with sloan and Brittany and justin to develop um, special needs program mm -hmm. not just within kids point but for the whole church absolutely and that's something that we are wanting to do deliberately and decently and in order you know before we throw the doors open for that because we want to be prepared to have to absolutely. do that Hey, everybody, welcome out there to the Next Step Podcast, where we're leading people to learn about how people just like you are taking their next steps on their journey with Jesus Christ. And uh, today we're in episode number 25, and we're with a couple that are not only deeply involved in our church, but they're my neighbors. They live like two or three doors up, so they know all the dirt about me. So if you want to know stuff about me, just go, we see Walter and Lacey, and they'll tell you all about it. This is Walter Broadhurst and Lacey Broadhurst, and they're parents of Walter and also Bennett. Um, and Bennett is at home taking care of his babysitter and getting her straightened up and all that kind of stuff, right? Awesome. We're just excited that you're here. I'm excited to be your friends and your neighbors and, and your pastor. And you just got a great story to tell. So tell us something about Walter and Lacey in whatever order you choose to go in. All right. So um, I have been or was a special education teacher for um, 10 years. I have. Awesome. Uh, bachelor's degree in special education with a minor in developmental psychology um and then a master's degree also in um, special education fantastic so it's really a passion of mine um right now i'm staying at home with bennett um and just kind of trying to figure out where i fit in and what life looks like as well since you've got the education obviously bennett's just a snap right Walter's just snap. There's no challenges. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, right. a snap. You know, COVID really showed me. Right. COVID really did do something to us. Now, by, so, by the way, I would say to you, because I have a sister who's special needs sister and a niece who's Down syndrome, I just thank you on behalf of people like our family, even though I'm not in my immediate family. We just appreciate people like you that, are, that care and feel called in that field that don't make a difference. You've also done some stuff in the life of our church with that, too, beginning with uh, vacation Bible school or, or kids camp this summer, right? Yes, Holden joined us and uh, and Stacy, yeah. yeah Stacy's my niece for those of you that are out yes, there anyway. And uh, and then Stacy started volunteering with us and and I always make a joke that um or make the joke that that Stacy is better than any boy kid connector because she doesn't give too much snack. She gives the appropriate stuff. <laughs> she never misses anything. Whereas the boys, you know, they they kind of miss here, you know, here's all the goldfish yeah, yeah. oh like I they just it. you know pour it in and she <laughs> she makes sure i love it you know down syndrome kids are kind of like this hey i love you when do we eat yeah. you know it's yeah. kind of like that well right? she really just wants to know where walter is oh yeah well that's understandable <laughs> that's understandable walter's a handsome guy i understand that we have to remind her that walter's taken that cool. i just tell her i'm like it's all right i love it walter how about you Oh boy, where do I start? Um, Wherever you feel like. Yeah, it. I uh, I studied uh, computer information systems in college here in Charlotte, Queens University of Charlotte. Awesome. Um, after serving eight years in the military, I moved to Charlotte. I served uh, in the Marine Corps, 
Where did you serve? All over. Um, primarily at a Camp Lejeune. I served in the, primarily the reserves. Uh, I did a year tour in Iraq um, in 2007 and uh, finished my reserve time here in Charlotte going to college and using my GI Bill to, to do that. Awesome. Well, thanks for doing and serving our country. Absolutely. And I hope that they gave you all the money you needed. Yes. Um, what else? I, I've just finished a 20-year stint as a firefighter for North Carolina. Awesome. I worked at a, a handful of fire stations. 20 years? Did you start working when you were six? I, I mean, was, how old were I you? was 15. Okay, all yep, right. I was 15. Um, I started as a junior firefighter in Wilmington, North Carolina, uh, and then moved to the, to the Charlotte area and did it roughly uh, somewhere between eight and 10 years in Pineville, okay. and then finished out my, my little bit of time uh, at Cramerton Fire Department. Fantastic. You were with my son, Alex, and thanks for taking him on his emissions project and helping him out. <laughs> yeah, so I did that. and um, So here's what Alex said. First words I heard about you, Walter. He just said, good dude. Good dude. So, <laughs> I mean, that's the highest compliment a guy can pay to a guy. Yes. There, right? I know. Alex is great. I loved uh, working with him and volunteering with we're him. We're going to keep him. As long as he keeps his grandchildren, we'll be fine. Absolutely. <laughs> um Let's see. I work in technology for Wells Fargo. I have been in tech since uh, 2012, um, working at Wells Fargo and as a software engineer. Um, and then uh, that's pretty much. My, oh, and I uh, work with Walter, my son, and his uh, Cub Scouts. Yeah. So I've been doing that with Tim for two years. Um, I recently took on the responsibility of being Cub Master for his pack in Charlotte. And wow. We just finished a weekend of camping, and I love wow. uh, kind of ministering to those kids in a in a sense because we are associated with a, a catholic church so we get to incorporate um, the religious program that the scouts have to offer excellent so they don't mind in faith to be included in part of what you're doing it's highly encouraged actually so one you know part of the pillars of scouts is our duty to god and it's first and foremost awesome so i'm, I'm assuming you're probably like a real high scout guy like an Eagle Scout or something? So that's or? actually a funny story. Uh, I did Scouts. I did Cup Scouts, and I transitioned to Boy Scouts. Okay. And um, I did all of middle school in the Boy Scouts, and then 9-11 happened my oh. eighth grade year. And I was working towards my Eagle, and after 9-11 and watching that in school, I made a personal choice to want to serve in the military. So I changed my life plans and my path and quit Boy Scouts and transitioned to ROTC in high school wow. and Civil Air Patrol as a volunteer organization and did that all the way through high school instead of getting my Eagle. Well, that is so cool. That's You got an Eagle with double wings in my <laughs> eyes as far as that's concerned. That's really cool. And a lot of people followed that path. We're just glad that you yeah. survived it. You So you served in Iraq, just Afghanistan ever too? Or? Not Afghanistan. Oh, okay. I was in Iraq um, just outside of Fallujah at a base called Al-Takadam. Mm -hmm. We were there for the second taking of Fallujah. In oh, 2007, yeah, and then we were also there for the first graduating class of the new Iraqi police force, and we helped distribute their new law enforcement around the country. Wow. And just thank you for serving our country and trying to keep peace in the world, which is obviously boiled over again like crazy just recently, right? Yeah. So tell us about you guys. So how did, how did you meet and fall in love and all that kind of stuff? So um, I separated in 2018 um, from Walter's mom and was um, kind of just trying to figure me out for, for a bit and started exploring the world again and learning what it is to be a, an adult single in, in Charlotte and learn things and yeah. unsure what to do. So I, I kind of hit the online world and, and trying to figure out online dating. And you know, after a few failed attempts, I met Lacey um, and we, we hit it off quick and we got to know each other really well and had just so much in common. Um, well, we and started off as friends, 
we did we started off as friends yeah okay um, and to get to know each other but uh after a while dating and had a chance to introduce her to walter and seeing them together i just i knew she was who i wanted in my life that's awesome how about from your side so we definitely started like off you? as so online dating and we definitely started off um as friends i was a little bit anxious just because of the separation um my my parents aren't divorced but i have a half brother from my dad's previous marriage mm-hmm. but he's always you know, been in my life and he actually didn't have any like access or like interaction with his mother um so I was a little bit hesitant at first you know and, and being a teacher in the public school system and just seeing how important fathers were I wanted to really make sure right. you know he was the real deal but we hung out and we you know really had a good time and enjoyed each other's like we became friends I think before everything else and then um the first time I saw him with little Walter I was like oh I like him awesome I might love him but that's cool that's cool that's a really cool story I used to think back in the day when online dating just started (laughs) that it was the biggest bunch of hooey possible that there's dumb way to meet people Here's what I've discovered after counseling with people preparing for marriage, in marriage, et cetera, like that afterwards, is that if you get online and you fill out the profiles and you're honest and you put up honest pictures and you don't try to stretch it and that kind of stuff, you can have great relationships because what it automatically does is it helps to eliminate all those that are like that and all those that are like that to find somebody that fits you and connects with you in that kind of way. So I I commend you. I think it's a good idea. Well, absolutely. And it's not meeting someone in a bar or, yeah, you know. meeting, Hey, baby, what's happening? That's a great way to meet somebody for life, right? Let me buy you a drink. Right. Okay. And that was my struggle. I mean, as an adult, you're, you're not in school anymore. You're not meeting your peers in a like setting. So where do you go to meet right. older folks that are dating? Right. I say older. I mean, we're 30s, you know. Unless it's going to be a place where you're going to find the unsavory type of people or people you just don't yeah. agree with, there, there aren't a lot of options other than church or online or just in your community. Which one, which platform did you use? Tinder, actually. Tinder, okay, <laughs> all right. Tinder, okay. That can work as long as you're honest. That kind exactly. of stuff is good. eHarmony's good yeah. as well and some of those other good things out there too. So you've now got a blended family, right? And you have, uh, it's kind of yours and ours together, right? And so tell us what that's like being a blended family. It was tough. It's been kind of an, a learning curve for all of us, uh, uphill battle at times. Um, and we were ill-equipped at the beginning. Um, I think everything you're taught, everything that's portrayed and pushed is the, the nuclear family. And they right. don't, there's not a lot of active resources out there. Like what does it mean to blend your family what are the struggles you're going to encounter? Um, What's your role? I, I really struggled. I can specifically remember the the Christmas, the very first Christmas um, that we were together with little, that I had met little Walter. Mm-hmm. Um, us going to Barnes and Noble and spending like an hour and a half and just looking for resources like. How do I do this? How, yes. Mm-hmm. And like how, 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 it, how do I make this the easiest for him? essentially because that was my goal was you know we can endure a lot right he's already endured so much like what can we do to make this 
the best transition. Mm -hmm. Did you find anything? Not a lot, actually. Yeah. So that's kind of become a passion for yours too, right? Because you guys want to help make it better for other people. So you are leading a blended families group right now. Tell us about your journey as far as doing that and how you've taken this step in your journey with Christ by leading a group for blended families. So we, we've been doing groups for a few years now. We've gone through a fair amount of groups and we joined a, a great married couples group and we met a lot of great people, made some really long-term relationships and grew as a couple. Yeah, for sure. Um, but there were times in that group where we're sharing some stories that just were not relatable. Yeah. Um, for example, litigation or the roles of a step parent or a stepchild or co-parenting. And that's a whole other dynamic that most people don't have to think about. And so after leaving that group, we, we wanted to continue groups. Um, we just weren't sure what we wanted to do. So we agreed to do a married couple group ourselves and lead one. We yeah. were very strongly called to lead. Um, so we decided to um, lead a married group. We ended up partnering with another couple and split it by um, age ranges. So we did the the young and marrieds group and partnered with Roger to do, and he did you know thirty plus, and that was a great year. And I but think it was a good great. I think we group. learned a lot leading groups, um, and we got to uh, have a lot of great conversations. Um, we actually saw I think three baptisms out of those two groups total. Awesome. People went public with their faith. That's awesome. So we we definitely saw had a great experience, but again we were feeling that we're having a hard time relating there. There's just a piece missing. Um, and then in that time in our life, in the season we're at, we're in, um, just a rough place. Co-parenting. Uh, we we're going through, uh, litigation. The height of a custody battle. Right. Yeah. We were going through a custody, um, situation in court. So we decided to step away from groups for, for a season. And we, we told Brad actually that we'll be back. We're going to lead we need some time you just needed that mental time to be able to fight that battle or try to not make it a battle exactly right? Right. so we were coming up on that next season of groups and we were really struggling on what we wanted to do and we were sitting in uh, church sunday morning and, and listening to you and i couldn't recall to this day what you were talking about but it, something struck me and we walked out of church and we kind of both looked at each other and had night. We both had this idea we wanted to tell each other. About. Wow. It had been on my heart very much. So like it had been, I don't, it had just been on my heart. Like we need to figure out how we can help others. Cause we have been through a ginormous storm mm -hmm. and we had told Brad, like once we get through it, come back to us. Cause mm -hmm. we want, we want to be there for other people. Like, you know, we we want to help people, um, but we just can't right now. And I just remember came out and we were coming down right past the playground and I looked at him and I said, I think we need to reach out and see if we should do like a, a blended family group because. Wow. You know, and he looked at me and he was like, I was thinking that too. Wow. So How about silly. that? Yeah. So we. God. We prayed about it a little bit. We did some research and we ended up finding that there's a, a couple out there who has started an entire blended families kingdom ministry. Mm -hmm. um, we wrote it, we, we searched and searched and there's not a lot of Christian resources available. Mm -hmm. And we ended up stumbling across two. Wow. Y'all need to write a book then. 
<laughs> so I will say this this couple in this ministry that has built has is just amazing. They do podcasts, they do ministry, they wrote two books, um, they do workshop or they work books to host your own groups. Right. So they built it for us. Tell us their names in the name of their book. Yeah, you got so it with you, don't I you? got it with me. Um it's called Blended and Redeemed by okay. Scott and Vanessa Martindale. So okay. I have it here for you. Okay. Um, you know but you might just be there might be the person out there that is not ready to get in a group yet, but you've given them a resource. So thank you for recommending that to us. And and what I'll say is, as a group this season, we've only got, we're on chapter five out of ten. We're we're studying chapter five tomorrow night, and I I've finished most of the book. Lacey's gone pretty far already, and some feedback we've already like. I personally wish when I was going through a separation mm-hmm. and going back into the world and even dating, I wish I had this in my hand. Right. Um, this could have changed a lot of the storm we had to struggle at the beginning mm-hmm. and made things a little easier and had conversations um, that we should have had. And and this couple has done their research. They've partnered with churches around the country. They've the husband's a psychologist. Husband's a psychologist. They've um, interviewed over a hundred blended families to write this book and wow. it shows. Um, and then she also, so she brought a child into the relationship and so she has a 17 year old son and he has, um, now, so he just went off to college, and I was actually listening to their podcast a couple of days ago, mm-hmm. and he has uh, a blended and redeemed uh, teens uh, portion of it. So he okay. has now, like, started, like, pouring into it also from wow. a child's aspect. So it's mm-hmm. been very, very awesome. interesting. What a great resource to have. So, but obviously to the people that are in life of our church, I've been in your group. You invited me to come last week, and that was a powerful time we had together. But being present and knowing there's somebody present that might be going through some of the same things that you've gone through is powerful for people, right? Because you're saying you're, I'm in a normal marriage group, quote-unquote normal, and everybody seems to be people that don't have to fight things in court or co-parent or whatever that's going on with that. So the fact that you are willing to step forward is courageous, and I appreciate it. I know the people that you're in your group are appreciative as well. I think it's been more of a blessing to us than than anything. Yeah, and that's the way God's will works. Absolutely. I love it when you said, I don't remember what you were talking about, Ray. I always love it when people come up to me after a service and they say, you know, today when you are talking about this, that spoke right to me. And what I know is I didn't say anything like that. <laughs> but they're listening to the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is touching their heart and prompting them to do something. And he, because you're both believers, we believe the Holy Spirit lives inside of us. He prompted you at the same time to do something that was so necessary. It was definitely powerful, and it's definitely needed. Um, and it, it's it's a scary thing when you start really digging into blended families, and you see the research they've done. On average, you know, sixty percent of a church is blended, and most of them feel most, most families that are nuclear families, first husband, first wife, are not are the minority. They are, and right. A lot of those families feel alone. Yeah, they really do. Uh, you know, I, I hate to say it this way, and I've said it in a group almost every week. It, it's almost like wearing your own invisible scarlet letter mm. that nobody else is putting on you but yourself. Mm. I don't think and people are willing. That's an to interesting way to put it. Talk about it either way. Um, Why? So for me, so I was not married prior to meeting Walt, but. And I, I don't know because of my, like, background in public education, I knew how prevalent divorce was. Um, but I think in church there, there is, like, you 
stigma of Oh, there absolutely is this stigma. And I mean, me personally, I carried for a long time and had to, to deal with myself and and relearn that God has grace, God has redemption, God has forgiveness. And until I actually recognize that myself and ask for it, I'm going to carry that around. But the moment that you just take that off and really just get on your knees and ask for that forgiveness, right. you're not different and you don't carry the scarlet letter. But I think a lot of people struggle because many churches and definitely not the point only preach nuclear family, only give resources for nuclear families and they never hear, be, feel being talked to. Right. And the message being delivered is and relevant. You feel judged but just sitting there, even if nobody knows who you are, what your story is, you feel like you got this scarlet D on you, right? Exactly. Or scarlet S if you're separate, separated. I always felt like I had to be like, I was not the one. Oh, yeah. I was not the one who broke up the marriage. You know, like I didn't <laughs> yeah, break yeah. up their marriage. Right. I, and then I finally was like, you know, I prayed about it. And I was like, I don't owe anybody an explanation. Like, and I think that that is how, because um, we have had a couple couples talk to us. And, and that is almost always the response I get from the team. That I was, you know, that he, he was separated or divorced before we met. And I'm like, you know. Oh wow, you felt the same way as I did, and I think I'm sitting here thinking I'm silly or crazy about it. <laughs> so, one of the things that's necessary for all of us to understand is there's not necessarily shame that people want to put on you, but there's shame sometimes that just happens between an individual conversation between you and the evil one who wants to shame you, who wants to make you feel less than. And uh, we're a church for those people that may feel too ashamed to go somewhere else because you're not ashamed. We're going to stand before you like Jesus does before the throne of God and say, the accusers saying that they're bad and they're broken and they're shameful, but we believe that they're redemptive, they're loved, and they're whole in Christ as well too. So thanks for your willingness to share that. So you've got three or four couples in your group with you right now. They don't give away any stories. We don't want to no. give away any uh, group dynamics, but, so what makes this group experience, even though you've had powerful groups in the past, what are some of the powerful experiences that, or what gives this the power? The biggest thing is there is a connection of like experiences that, that, that just that one experience, whether it's both couples have been divorced or one of the folks in the relationship have been divorced, we're all, and it's funny because there is another couple in our group going through almost identical stuff that we've been through. Wow. And we are at a point where we didn't have the resources, but now we have the knowledge and we have the experience to know what works, what doesn't give suggestions and just point them to better resources. And as a group, as a whole, that's something we can actually feed on and work with each other. You know, we've learned a lot from the other couples and the other groups. And I feel like we're able to share a lot too and relate. And it's not just, how to get through a court battle, how to, how to deal with a stepchild, step-parent relationship. It's the whole first part of our group was just bettering our marriages and our relationships. You know, we, we spent the whole first week just focusing on three priorities. Put God first and everything will come into and line up. Put your marriage second. Everything's going to continue to work out great. Then work on your kids and put your kids third. Everything else will be smooth sailing from there for the most part. And if you always follow those priorities, it doesn't matter what situation you're in. Everything's going to work out. How cool is that? I think everybody wants to put, you know, their kids, especially when 
when they're stepkids, that sort of thing. And that's kind of, I struggled with that at the beginning of, um, you know, I should come after, after little Walter because he doesn't get as much time with you. Hmm. But really with the book and just, you know, diving in more into the Bible, like I really have realized we have to put us first mm-hmm. because if you and if we can't make a good decision, if we can't um, be one, and if we don't put God at the even higher, mm-hmm. like we're not making good decisions for little Walter either. Right. Cool. What great insights to be able to have. So, did you have a moment when you began meeting as a group where you went like? I have really nestled in the where God wants me in his kingdom right now, one of those moments or a feeling like that. So I feel or you almost, feel like you feel still nestling. No, I, I almost feel validated. I have very much connected um, with, with the women in the group, and it's like, oh, I'm not alone in how I feel with, Ooh. like, this is hard, but it's possible. And, um, you know, with God, it's, it's not helpful. Right. So one of the things that we do as a church is that we try to reassure group leaders. Sometimes if you're in your group and you feel like, oh, here's something that's over my head, what do I say about this is that we make sure to make individual and couples counseling available for people, not from a church staff member, but from trusted therapists in the community so that if there's something that's kind of over your head or you feel like I'm not the person that should be talking with them about this, they have an opportunity to do that too. So thanks for your willingness to understand. You don't have to be superwoman or superman and fix everybody's issues. A lot of times I think that's a that's a barrier to group leadership because some people think, well, I've got to be perfect and I've got to know all the answers and i got to, you know, be somebody that uh, you would see on television that's really smart and stuff like that. Well, the truth is the wisdom that you've got from life experience just makes all the difference in your life. I think that's the big thing I was thinking is I was nervous coming into this blended family world i mean there's just so many variations on what everybody can be going through and in extremes and um everybody's in their different places in their walk and their faith and i i went in very nervous about what is god going to give us in this group what challenges are we going to face in this group and i went in kind of nervous about that like am i going to be the right person to deliver mm-hmm. this are we going to be the right couple in our time in life to be able to deliver this message and to guide this group through this book right so we've done some things in our church like real talk parenting real talk marriage this year how have those been for you as a blended family couple has that been helpful or did you feel like oh this is just for the perfect family okay good no i mean we did a real talk quote parent- unquote perfect family. yes okay. we did a real talk <laughs> parenting and I mean, Stuart Hall, he's just fantastic. He was. And, he really you know, is. I mean, right. yes. Like in did a great job for us. As a whole. Um, but he, I just feel like the grace, like, I don't know how to explain it, but um, I think it helped us realize, okay, we're doing the best we can every day, and we are praying, and we are leading these children to God, and we're praying with our kids, and we're trying to model the the best lifestyle that that we know how to right now um and i think that he really confirmed that but then i think he also gave us some great um conversation tools and things like 
that we could really talk about and, um, you know, technology with a fourth grader yeah. and those sorts of things. Sure. Like, what do we really need to be drilling down on? Right. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, a blended family is no different. We all have the same struggles parenting in our own homes, no matter if both homes are very alike or both homes for the child are very different. Stuart Hall set us up. I mean, granted, right, there's no, there wasn't a breakout for, for blended families. They also have to deal with X, Y, and Z. But it doesn't mean we can't grow so much from yeah. that alone. I mean, Stuart Hall's message was powerful. Even hang times yeah. have been powerful for just me as a man in my own faith and trying to deal with struggles of know being divorced or separated or dealing with my own redemption and things like that um, i think all those resources have just been incredible no matter right blended family or nuclear awesome i will also say though that um i think in general what set our, our relationship up for success is um af- right after we met i had already started attending the point with a friend of mine um and I had gone to, what was that group? It was like, it was Andrea and um, Soggy. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so I had been in her women's group that summer, um, and it was great. And I invited him to come out to their house for like mm-hmm. a barbecue. And I was like, this is going to be so weird if he shows up. And he showed up. Yeah. Um, so that's really where our relationship started, and mm-hmm. and we have truly gone to church from the beginning of our relationship, and that he is the only relationship that I have ever been in that has started that way. And wow. I truly feel like that. Well, we so started really... right with the priorities, right? We put God first, and, and that was something important to both of us at the beginning because it's definitely something I didn't have in the prior marriage is our priorities were wrong, and that's part of what led to it right so you found affirmation as in your relationship as and the church being kind of part of that mm-hmm. a lot of times people ask how do i find god's will and chuck swindoll told this story years ago he said he pulled into harbor i think in okinawa and there was he was a marine and there were still landmines in the harbor and that kind of stuff and he said to somebody how do you know where you're going and you're not going to run into something. And he said, you see those five lights over there, three or four or five lights. And he said, when all four of those lights come together, we're heading the right direction. And so he used that as an illustration to say that when God's word indicates that that's true, when our prayer life indicates that true, and we have advisors or people that are around us that give us those affirmations. And then we look at circumstances, like the circumstance of your showing up at the barbecue and being willing to be part of that. It's, it's how God lines us up. And the devil wants to keep us away from one another and not to talk to one another and to keep us separated and trying to figure out things on our own. But there's something about coming together and crowdsourcing and just being together with people that helps us to see, oh, this does line up and we should be walking in that direction. And I will say Brad was like very much a big factor in it because Walt should he had he had little Walter, so he showed up a little bit late. And I think I had already expressed, you know, that I was a little bit anxious about him coming. And Brad just welcomed him right on in and hit it off. And, you know, Brad doesn't forget a name yeah. and or a story or anything. And you can be careful what you tell him. Yeah, yes. And, <laughs> you know, I think the next Sunday we went together and I mean, 
No, just, yeah. Me and Brad headed off on that first day. I mean, he was sharing time in the Navy, and I was sharing my Marine Corps time, and we just immediately found that yeah. commonality, and I never, I'll never forget that. Yeah. Interestingly enough, I had this insight several years ago. You know who make the best volunteers in church? People who've been in service or people who've been in public service, like in public school system, where you know, I show up, I show up on time, I got to do things. And literally, I've thought about actually having all the veterans stand up on Memorial Day or on Veterans Day and having staff go say, hey, can we get you to do something here? Because, <laughs> hey, we're looking for volunteers. <laughs> we're looking for volunteers. We know you guys are good at doing it when you volunteer. But we thank you so much for your willingness to dive in. Not just leading a group, but you also do things uh, together and apart on Sundays too. What, are, what do you do as far as serving? So um, we have – we so I started out leading um, – well, actually, we started out in the K-1 class mm-hmm. together initially prior to having Bennett. Awesome. So in Kids Point, so we, we did K-1, and then he took a break for a little bit because it was just too much for Bennett um, to be on both services. And once, you know, we pushed nap time back, he, he's now rejoined me in the four- and five-year-old Oh, grade. nice. Oh, um, thank you for being in that class because I have a relative in that class, <laughs> or almost in that class anyway. Well, it's so funny because they they all love Mr. Walter and they think that he's my dad. Oh. <laughs> and I have just ran with it. I'm like, he is my dad. That's right. I'm younger Who's your daddy? That's right. They're going to love it. That's so. funny. Well, don't let her underplay it either. She does great in that the, any of those classrooms she sets foot in, but she's also been partnering with the, the leadership in becoming um, a pre-K coach for all of the volunteers. Mm-hmm. And then she has been partnering with Sloan and Brittany and Justin to develop um, a special needs program, mm-hmm. not just within Kids Point, but for the whole church. Absolutely. And that's something that we are wanting to do deliberately and decently and in order, you know, before we throw the doors open for that, because we want to be prepared for how to Absolutely. do that. But just we're grateful for your skill set and what y'all bring to that. So, in addition, you're a man that's working with kids. I mean, and that's a big deal too. I'm telling you, you know, Absolutely. you know, too often it's kind of like, okay, all you, all you girls take care of the boys and the girls while we go do manly stuff. No, I think the most manly thing you can do is to say, I want to be part of helping with kids instead of like, I'm, I'm, just, I'm not equipped to do that. Yes, you are. Absolutely. You know. So I bring the structure discipline he brings very much though like he's got the insight the knowledge of the bible and then obviously like the fun like let me throw you almost to the ceiling while we're doing these activities (laughs) um or when they need to be kind of slowed down hey Right. Yes. Or the you know the boys who can get kind of rowdy and stuff like he just has to say one or two things and get some under control and um, it really is it, it's a beautiful thing and i really enjoy serving as a couple you know a lot of i look That's forward awesome. to it he actually came um sunday uh, right from boy scout camp still in like, uniform ah, <laughs> yeah i saw you. that it's impressive man in uniform. <laughs> so. he's worn a military uniform a firefighter's uniform a computer code uniform <laughs> and then and also a, a, a cubs got uniform I'm sorry, I interrupted you. No, no, no. I mean, it's just, it's beautiful and it's great. And I, I think I see the benefit for the kids when it's both of us. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely it is because you're a team and it pulls you together. All right, so 
Um, are there any other ways that our church has helped you take steps? I mean, you, you've started blended family small group. You're serving with kids. Is is there anything where God gave you a aha? I know I'm in the right place because of this happened kind of moment. Uh, countless, countless times. I mean, we've had many times where we've just asked the church to pray for us for certain situations. We've had to experience multiple family deaths. Um, we've had extreme a death where the, actually the church came out and um, sent two people to pray with us and to pray over my uncle um, and just kind of to be there to support me um, because he didn't have any you know, truly extended, like close family. Right. But us um, and just to be there for for him, but also really just for me, um, that was super nice and unexpected. Awesome. And that was actually like a Walt, like Walt walked in on Sunday morning and told Brad, and then I get a text like, hey, the prayer team's coming to you. And I was like, oh, and an hour late, like l- probably less than an hour, here come two people showing up to pray with me. And it was amazing. That's awesome. I think we've experienced community and God more than we expected in the short. I mean, we've been together four and a half years, married three and a half, and the the blessings or the even just the lessons have been incredible. I mean, we were in our married couples group. Uh, Lacey was pregnant at the beginning of it. And then uh, after a few weeks in, um, she had a miscarriage. And we went right to our group, and we opened up immediately. We're just so open about it, and we asked the group to pray for us. Um, and for weeks, we prayed together about it, about the miscarriage, and we wanted to try again. And, I mean, within five weeks, yeah, it was we, literally had, the next month we got pregnant, pregnant with, with Bennett. Wow. And uh, we were studying the book of Luke, and we ended up, if you he's want to. He's a Bennett Luke. He's a Bennett Luke. I like it. Fantastic. Um, but I actually had, like, a little – scare with Bennett Mm -hmm. and um was having to see the doctor my blood pressure was really high and we had some issues and um, I remember just asking the group like please just pray for me and I can remember like laying in bed thinking and and praying just like God if you let me keep him like he will know you Mm. and I promise I will do what I can to make him a child and a man of God um and and he so far he is. Yep. I He's mean, brave. That's what he, he told us the other day. <laughs> so we've been talking about being brave. For yes. those of you watching online today, is that and essentially this last week he even posted that he went yes. to get his shot at the doctor, I guess his flu shot or something. His or his flu shot, yes. And he was not real happy about it at first. Yeah. And I was like, but you can be brave like yeah. and he was like, I can be brave like God. I, I love it. Yes, he said it yesterday. Yes. When you're all passing me as you're walking out. Yes. That's really cool. So we're trying to take the initiative to help kids, not just to take care of them and throw them a cracker. Right, Instead, absolutely. we want to nurture them and help them to understand in age-appropriate ways what God wants to do in their lives. And, uh, I know tithing's a common story we have. And uh, on Sundays, everybody <laughs> constantly hears about tithing. And it, it's a funny story I like to share because it, a lot of people, we've actually had people coming up to us talking about money issues or tithing and just not seeing the fruits of tithing or understanding it. And it's funny because um, Lacey and, and Jonathan, um, have a mutual friend who was a police officer and, and got hurt. And Jonathan was going to help. I think he was his neighbor at the yeah. time. Yeah. Um, and he was yeah. going to do a lot of work at his house because they're doing some renovations. So John, we saw Jonathan was going to. There was a fundraiser going around. There was mm-hmm. a fundraiser. So 
we happened to step into some extra money and we had earmarked some of it for other things. No, we, I had earmarked the majority <laughs> of the majority. it. Get to the royal we together. That's yep. good. That's good. So I took what I thought we discussed, which <laughs> yeah. was the majority of it, yeah. and donated it. And later on, she found out that yeah. where was all this money? Yeah. Oh, I gave it to Jonathan to put into the house. Yeah. And we were thinking we were going to have a rough, rough yeah. bit of time. I but Because I had very big plan, like a couple bills to pay off yeah. with that. Yeah. Um, but it's funny because within weeks, you know, it just. You got a couple blessings. Yeah. Turned around and doubled. Yeah. Turned around and doubled it and blessed us with what we needed to to make it by. Well, we're grateful that God speaks to you in that way, too, because if, if I talk about it, people are like, yeah, that's your job. You're supposed to do that. But you're like, this is what really happens in our lives. And I just I told people before that if I ended up winning the lottery and I've only bought a few lottery tickets, so I got to buy more if I wanted to do that. I would travel the country and just be a tithing evangelist and tell people this works. Here's a store after store. I don't make my living from this anymore. I paid for my own flight. I'm paying for my own hotel. I'm paying for all my own meals. This works. Put it into practice if you want to get things right in your life. And anyway, you guys have definitely done that. Absolutely. All right. So before we uh, conclude today, I want to take you through kind of some uh, hot seat questions. By hot seat, it's not really hard. <laughs> so uh, water or coffee? What can you not live without the most? I'd say water. Okay. Mine's coffee, and I need it, like, just injected into my <laughs> veins every day. The doctor tells him to cut it off. Like. <laughs> I love so much. I saw a friend posted yesterday. They somebody said, if you drink 42 cups of coffee, it will kill you. And somebody said, okay, limit noted. I'll stop at 41. <laughs> now we know it's 41. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. So water for you, coffee for him. Mm. All right. So um, if you were going to go on vacation and you could go anywhere you wanted to go, would you go to Europe or would you go somewhere in America? That's a great question. Without any, hmm. no budget. Um, Don't to worry about the budget. Just you could go anywhere you want to go. Man, that's tough. There's so many places. I've I've seen a lot of the world. I like America. Yeah, so I have yeah. never been out of the country. Okay. Um, Where would you like to go? Italy. Okay. Italy um, or Montana. Okay. Yeah. Learn Montana. Cowboy on one side and uh, Very different. romantic in the other, right? Yeah. That's cool. Romantic, literally. There's yeah. a Rome. In, that's absolutely. That's cool. Um, mountains or the beach? A mountains. Beach. Okay. All right, but y'all kind of work it out, right? Yep. You can figure it out. A little beach time, a little mountain We just time. go to the beach, yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I like, okay. Um, Panthers or somebody else? Packers. Packers, okay. Panthers, okay. So why Packers? So I grew up in Connecticut. Okay. Um, everybody there So was, close to Wisconsin. It is very close, no. <laughs> uh, everybody in my family is either a Giants, a Jets, or a Patriots fan. Okay. My I didn't like any of them. My dad didn't like any of them. And we just kind of started expanding our search radius and we fell in love with the Packers. Okay. And why Panthers? Because I'm from here and the, <laughs> no, I got to tour the Panther stadium. Yeah. Um. So I was in elementary school and. Where did you go to school, by the way? Uh, WA Best. WA Best. Okay. So. Forest View High School. And Forest View. Okay. Yes. Uh, Best, Cambridge and Forest View. But um, is it John Casey? He was the kicker. Yeah. Yeah. So his sister worked at our school, and the first year the uh, after the Panther Stadium was built, we got to go, go tour it. So I can remember like sitting in the stadium and stuff, and thinking, "This is so cool!" You yeah. know. Um, so yeah. 
cool. So you're from Connecticut, from Charlotte. You know, Yankees can meet Southerners yeah. and get converted, right? Exactly. <laughs> or I think there's a little bit of conversion that goes on with both of those. Okay, uh, digital books or physical book? Physical. I'm gonna hold them in your hand. Audio book with the physical book. Okay. If I want to take, I do a lot of like leadership books, right? So I want to be able to highlight, take notes, mm-hmm. but I gotta listen or else I'll never finish. What's the last good leadership book you read? Then I'm going to ask you a question of your last uh, book. Turn That Ship Around. Turn That Ship Around. That's a really great book. And yeah, William McGavran or something like that. I can't remember the captain's name. I've he heard, was a I've submarine captain. Book. Yep. He talks about all the details and everything. How about for you? Uh, I can't remember the exact title. It can be Goodnight Moon. That's okay. Uh, yeah. Well, no. I mean, <laughs> it was if it's that kind of book, it was probably We're Going on a Bear Hunt. Oh, Going on a Bear um, Hunt. That's right. But I read... Um, Emmett Till, uh, um, Emmett Till's cousin, his biography, wow. and like, um, kind of his perspective on yeah. everything. So you have that concern for social justice. I'm not surprised. Uh, very much so. It's good. Seems like you your life has a theme. You're very much interested in marginalized people. You're very interested in being a warrior and fighting tough <laughs> things, right? And beating the computer code hackers <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. So sometimes I'll pass by your house at late at night or early in the morning. I'm going somewhere and I'll see you up there. Or I'll see lights flickering from one of those windows. I can't remember if you're upstairs or downstairs. I can't remember. But I thought Walker's in there. He's solving the world. <laughs> all that kind of stuff. All right. So ice cream or cake? Ice cream. Cake. Okay. What kind of ice cream? Tony's grape. Okay. Tony's grape. Good deal. And what kind of cake? I'll take chocolate. Chocolate cake. Good deal. That double chocolate stuff that turns your mouth inside out. You're like Daryl Robinson, my prayer partner. He loves chocolate cake. That's awesome. East Coast or West Coast? East. East. Okay. Why? Um, I think it's just comfortable. I think it's East is what I know. Yeah. Same. I mean, I've lived up and down the East Coast, but I definitely enjoy the people. Yeah. Good deal. Um, King James Version of the Bible or... Another version of the Bible? Uh, primarily ESV. Okay. That's, um, that's the one I here. study, but I also read King James as kind of a partner to see the different translations because yeah. I like to look at both extremes of the translation list. Absolutely. And they're both good. ESV is a nice middle ground. Absolutely there is. And they carry that out. How about for you? ESV. ESV. All right. I feel like somebody needs to do a song. I love my <laughs> I like that. You know, yeah, I like that. Anyway, I'll do kind of something thematic out there. That's cool. It's been such an honor and pleasure to be able to to talk to you today. Is there any closing thoughts or uh, anything that you want to share with people? If you're out there and you're looking for blended family, somebody to identify with, Walter and Lacey, you can certainly see them on Sunday. You can hunt them down. There's a group that meets on Tuesdays Tuesday at six thirty, six thirty at the church, and that kind of stuff. And you're welcome to join that, even though we're in the middle of the semester and that kind of stuff. Anything else you'd want to leave with us? A Bible verse, a thought, a prayer, a whatever. Don't feel like you have to have one. But. I mean, I think just reach out and talk to us. And definitely if you if you have a passion or an interest in um, the special needs population or a blended family, Absolutely. Um, reach out to us because we love it. We do, and we, we want to do more groups in the future. Looking for breakouts of more more leaders to start leading multiple groups that meet better schedules. We did have a fair amount of people that that night just did not work. So yeah. we want to keep growing that community because um, we are seeing it working. Cool for people. 
Well, and your work it's working because you guys have accepted that call. We just appreciate your accepting that call and the people that are following you. And if you're out there and you're thinking, man, there's nobody like me and I'm a blended family, you know you've got people that are like you and you're welcome here at the point and you're welcome to be friends with Walter and Lacey or at least acquaintances. And uh, reach out to them on the Facebook world or uh, better yet, Go tap on the shoulder on Sunday morning. And say, hey, I watched that podcast that you guys. Recorded. I do check Absolutely. in every Sunday first service for Kids Point. Come say hi. That's awesome. <laughs> do first service. He sees. Look there. He's a military guy. He's dude. He's going to be there and be there all the time. I signed him up for that. She one did. Day. I like that. That's good. That's, well, you got some of that yourself as well. We just thank you guys for being willing to share your story. And let me just pray, Lord. Thank you for Walter and Lacey. Thank you for those who are watching out there that feel like they're all alone. I pray that maybe the blended families book, they just watch this so they could go get that. Or maybe they want to go jump into this group and say, man, there's somebody that really understands me. We ask that they'd understand that. We, for people that have special needs, kids out there and people that um, are special needs themselves, we do care about those that are on the margins. And we just ask God, you'd use this couple continually for your glory. Bless them and their family. We ask this in Jesus name. Amen. So thanks a lot for serving with us today and serving our community by telling us all about the Broadhurst. Is that like a Scottish name or something? English. English, okay. I think I see a big sword, like a broadsword or something. Broadhurst family actually were the king's uh, lead cooks. And they have a shield in one of the great halls of one of the kings a long time ago. That is cool. Don't let him fool. It is chaotic. Broadhurst (laughs) family nowadays. Well... (laughs) If you have a little one in the house, it's just going to be chaotic. If you have a dog or cat, it makes it worse, right? So thank you so much for tuning in today for the Next Step Podcast, episode 25. We're already at 25. That's pretty amazing. And so there are others that will be coming up soon. And we thank again, Walter and Lacey and in absentia, but still present with us, Bennett and little Walter for being with us. So, oh, by the way, excuse me, one more. There's a new family member. What's your new family member's name? You just adopted uh, the neighborhood. <laughs> Louie. Louie. Louie Pet. That's awesome. Louie's a cool guy, a cool little dude. Anyway, thank you guys for joining with us. We'll see you next time.